I'm Mark Adams, and welcome to episode 6 of Mark's Mess Podcast, where with my daughters, Charlotte and Catherine... Catherine and Charlotte! Charlotte and Catherine! Catherine Okay, we don't have time for that! We're going to look at the world of geekery using the alphabet as our guide, and this time it is the letter E. We need to download the guide. What? We're using the alphabet as a guide, so we need to download it. I already have memorized the alphabet. Okay, okay. If you enjoyed that joke or not, I want to send you a new joke for, for E. I do know. Or the alphabet joke. I don't know. Do uh, you can contact breakfast? us. <laughs> what? What do elephants eat for breakfast? What? I don't know. Why ask me? Because you <laughs> That's why I was asking asking you. If you want to get in contact with us, you can contact us through email at... MyMarksMess at gmail.com On Twitter, Alan... At Mark's Mess Podcast without the T because it went away to Spain, yeah, and it's hard. There's no place called Spain, yeah. Made it up. Or our, on our web page at marksmesspodcast.blogspot.com with or the with the T or on our Facebook page. Mark's Mess Podcast. And we do have people uh, comment on the episodes. And the last episode, which we had about, uh, I think it was the Doctor Who one. I'm getting confused because we went a wee bit out of order of of recording. Professor Allen says, bananas and marshmallows aren't animals. The things you learn listening to Mark's Mess podcast. I think that was Catherine's comment. I don't remember that. You don't remember a lot of things. And a man called John, who do we call him? Oh, Uncle Uncle John. John. (laughs) <laughs> he said he loved the letter D and the deep level of geekery. Well done. But what's with the accents? What accent? I think I'd need to lead, listen to that again. Sometimes you two do accent. Do your posh English accent. Yeah, darling. Can you do an American accent? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. That's not Australian. That's... I'm going to Las Vegas with my mates. That's Australian. <laughs> What? Okay. Can you? Hi, y'all there. Oh. <laughs> That's Australian. That's not Australian. Australians like that. And you have to, an Australian, you have to say everyone like a question. Gnarly dude. Because they go up in flexion at the end of a sentence. As the if they're asking questions all the time. Gnarly no, I might. We are going to do the letter E. We're going to do it in two parts. They're going to do a story time after the break. And story time! Just a biscuit. After juice and biscuits, yes. And well, muffins. Um, but did you make muffins? No, did you? <laughs> no. Well, Mama made muffins and then I had white chocolate chips in them and they were really yummy. But we had them. Oh, I only had like one. Anyway, we've got to talk about endings. Endings are an important part of a story. There are some stories that you wouldn't know that. There are some uh, TV programs that have had bad endings, like Lost was pretty bad. I didn't like Battlestar Galactica, the new version's bad ending. By the way, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's okay. <laughs> and there are some books that are series of books that had good endings, like the Harry Potter series, where J.K. Rowling had the ending in mind years in advance, or like the Tarzan books, which sort of petered out and got worse and worse. I'm going to talk about two episodes of TV shows, TV geekery, that I've had... I know any of them. No, but I'm going to tell you about them, that had good endings 
First one was Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap was five seasons back in 1988 to 93, which starred Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell. Former scientist Sam Beckett finds himself trapped in time due to experiment gone array, leaping into the body of different person each week. Al Kalavicki is Sam's holographic advisor and he provides Sam with some details about his new identity and gives him guidance on how to help people who are affected by his presence, but with little memory to help guide him, our hero is forced to bluff his way through many wacky situations. It was a great show where the hero Sam, he it was time travel, so he would leap into 1963, he would leap into a man there, or uh, a woman, or different would types he, of people. Would he look like that person? Or? He would look like that person to everyone, including he himself. He would just be the like soul and brain of that person. Exactly. And it was a great show. It was a one and done show. In other words, every episode was finished at the end. Would he um, like talk time. like them? Yes. Everybody around him would see him as him, except for animals and very small children. They kind of knew he was different. But it gave great stories. It was, he went in, he helped the situation, then he left and jumped into another body. He couldn't control who he jumped into. And uh, he could jump into you. there was a lot of social commentary. Imagine if what it would be like to live as a, a teenage boy for a day. Really old man the next day. Really old man the next day. Uh, somebody of a different skin colour how you would be treated differently. So it was a lot of social commentary. That's what's called social commentary and all that. Science fiction at its best does that. It makes us think not about the future, but about our own selves. The present and what we do. In school, one of our topics is going to be science fiction, I think. Yeah, you have a fantastic teacher. I have a science fiction. Anyway. um, But he hasn't even thought of them all yet. He probably won't, but if he needs help, I, I will be there. One of them might be Star Wars. Yeah. He said the Christmas play is going to be about Star Wars. Cool. That was really wacky Christmas plays. Like something about a death star. Yeah. <laughs> and then somebody gets trapped on it or something. Ka- Catherine's only seen one Star Wars movie, the last one, The Force Awakens. Did you like it? No. She didn't like it. I've give lost one. Anyway, you can go. I'll just concentrate on Charlotte. Just give okay. it a 2 out of 10. Even for BB-8. Did you like BB-8? BB-8 mm. was cute. Better if it was pink. Let's get back to Quantum Leap. Uh, the very last episode was, was called <laughs> Mirror Image. The hero Sam leaped into his own body or leaped into himself. It was a weird episode because he didn't quite know what was happening. Maybe he met God, but he learned that he could now control how he leapt and he could leap home. He was always trying to get home. But he decided not to at the end. And the very last scene was a blank screen and the words came up, Dr. Sam Beckett never returned home. And that still brings a tear to my eye when I think about it. Why are you sad about it? Because he never got home. But he could have got home, he just didn't go home. Yeah, exactly. He decided decided to sacrifice himself to travel the time ways to fix everybody else's lives, to fix the problems. What problems would you like fixed in your life? More chocolate. More chocolate. So he, he, when, when he leaped into a body, he always went, looked in the mirror, saw somebody's face and went, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh. Uh, what would you like him to fix in your life, Charlotte? Build me more bookshelves. 
more bookshelves. Right, so that's one type of ending that I thought was really good. Some people thought, yeah, it wasn't that good because it was a bit weird. But I like the fact that he was. it ended the series without ending the complete story. So you could go back to it. You could imagine, well, sometimes I watch TV and think, you know, when somebody says, oh boy, I think, oh, Sam Beckett has jumped into their body. He's going to save us. He's going to jump into Donald Trump and fix his hair. He could be the next president of the United States. Hopefully not. Well, yes, yes. This this 12-year-old knows a lot about American politics. I doubt. No, I don't know either. I'm I'm staying out of it. Yes. Who moved to Leeds. Yes. Her gran lives in America and she says that if Donald Trump becomes president, she's going to move to Iceland and build one of those World War II, not the sheds. Yeah, a bunker. Because she thinks he'll uh, blow the world up. Start World War Three. Okay. Why? I I I don't know because of his hair. Crazy. I don't... Why would I want uh, to? Can, do can I just say that if uh, Mr. Trump is listening, that is a, uh, the thoughts of my my eldest child. Please do not take it out on the rest of us. Because if he comes becomes president, he gets you know a couple of hits a year. He's allowed to do for nothing. Yeah, now you're worried. What do you want to say anything to Mr. Trump now? That was my little sister saying that. No, don't blame on me. That was that was Sam. He jumped into my body and said that. Say, oh boy. Oh boy. There you go. Proof positive. Right. The other one that I really liked, and it's a different type of story, is Babylon Five. Again, it ran for five. Babylon Five. That's fun. Babylon Five. Do you say it? Babylon. 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 Dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it well, it ran for five uh, five years as well, ninety four to ninety seven, but it had a five year story arc. This Wait. was this wasn't done in those days. It was all one and done stories. But uh, John Michael Straczynski, who we'll call JMS just for ease, he uh, came to the producers and said, "I want to do a five year story," and that's what he did. Does that mean it'll be one season in one year? Yes. Was it Americans call them season, we call so them... it never stopped. No, it, it ran for like 24 episodes. That's a, an American season. British seasons are so between 6 and 12. So it wasn't one a week? It was one a week. Oh, uh, so it stopped for it, it stopped. summer or something? Yeah. Did that. Right. It was the dawn of the third age of television when Warner Brothers helped a former Murder, She Wrote writer, J.M.S., <laughs> Realizes dreams. The resulting show would revolutionize television storytelling. The year is 1994. The name of the show is Babylon 5. The show takes place aboard a station Babylon 5 located in neutral territory and deep space. Babylon 5 is the fifth of the Babylon stations. The first three were destroyed by terrorists and the fourth mysteriously disappeared before coming online. Babylon 5's primary purpose is uh, diplomatic. It, it, well, basically, aliens from different races would come together and form uh, peace treaties and trade treaties and stuff like that. It's like a galactic UN, United Nations, providing a place where ga- uh, galaxies, different alien races, can negotiate trade and territory. It was established ten years after the war between Earth and an alien race known as the Mimbari. Ended with a mysterious surrender of the Mimbari just moments before the final victory at the Battle of the Line. So this was a five-year story arc. So if it started now, it would end in uh, 2021. When you'd be what age? 
Five years, won't I? Let's see, 10 plus 5. Uh, 15. 15 and 17. So it, I, I watched it from the start. I loved it. I thought it was a fantastic story. There were some good episodes, some not quite so good episodes, but it kept its quality. At the beginning of season 4, JMS was told, actually, we're not going to give you five years. We're going to give you four years. So he panicked a bit and he had to write the next two years into one season. Which worked really well. I've got those first four seasons. But then at the end of season four, they went, actually, we'll give you another season. So he was a wee bit, I'm sure he was a wee bit scunnered. Baffled. We baffled, wee bit scunnered, which is good in an Irish word. What? What did those mean? Baffled. Confused. Scunnered. Fed up. Okay. What he did, he had the very final episode, which was called Sleeping in the Light, and it was filmed at the end of season four because he thought that would be it. Mm-hmm. But he kept it and didn't release it until the end of season five. So he had it planned. One of the best things you can do for a story is have a good ending. Know what your ending is. Right? My dad used to say, your granddad Adams used to say about... Pre- the beginning's good and the ending's good the Beginning's good, ending's good, the middle will be fine. Have I said that before? Yes. Right, so those are my two good story endings. There's plenty of bad story endings. There's TV shows that just ended. Uh, Space and Above and, Be- Above and Beyond was just cancelled. Alien Nation was just cancelled. Serenity was just cancelled. Although those two got movies, TV Doctor, movie and a feature film movie. Doctor Who was cancelled for a, a bit. Right, I did say mention to you too that we're talking about endings. What have been good endings of stories that you have have read or watched or listened to? Charlotte, you read the the Hunger Games. Yes. What do you think of the ending? It was good. It was good. I didn't quite like it because I like a happy ending. It wasn't a happy ending. Spoilers. It was a bit happy. Which part? Not the part where Prim died. Spoilers. <laughs> it was happy because. Everybody went to peace. Like, not dead peace, but peace. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, uh, we're going to leave it there, and we'll go to a break where we'll hear some... Uh, juice and biscuits! We'll have, we, we're going to go have some juice and biscuits. You can go and put the kettle on, or you can just listen to the promos that we're going to play and come back, and we'll talk about the other E, which will be... Emily! Not Emily. Me! That's an M. Emma. Emma. No, not Emma. But we, what we'll find out after the break, okay? Say Exterminate! Go. Edit! I'm going to have to edit too much. Bye! Bye! It was the dawn of the third age of comics, 15 years after the rise of the Comics Code Authority. The Bronze Age was a dream given form. Its goal? To portray superheroes in a way that was socially relevant by tackling real-world issues. It's a catch-all, a place to explore monsters, demons, gunslingers, gods, and superheroes alike. Writers and artists wrapped in house styles of sophisticated realism, creating the stuff of legends. There is no assurance of quality, but it's our last best hope for comic books. This is a retrospective of the true golden age. The year is 1970. The name of the podcast, Uncovering the Bronze Age. Tune into our feed for regular content at relativelygeekypodcast.blogspot.com. 
also home to the Quarterbin Podcast and the Short Box Showcase. Guys, we finally developed our time machine. Should we use it to go back and see how Stonehenge was built? Or become friends with Hitler and convince him to stay in art school. Or we could go back in time and get the comic books we missed. Yeah! Yeah! The Comic Book Time Machine. A journey back in time to explore comic books. Good and bad. Whether from seven decades ago or seven days ago. Join our journey at comicbooktimemachine.com. Justice League International Bwahaha Podcast, a new monthly show chronicling the adventures of the JLI era by Keith Giffen and J.M. DeMatteis. We'll be going issue by issue in release order, tackling the core Justice League title, Justice League Europe, and the quarterly book. Along the way, we'll take time out for special episodes covering various spin-offs, cartoon appearances, the infamous TV pilot, and much more. So join me in an ever-changing roster of guest hosts as we celebrate your favorite JLI members, such as... Martian Manhunter, Batman, Doctor Fate, Black Canary, Fire, Ice, Maxwell Lord, Oberon, Captain Marvel, Rocket Red, Captain Adam, Mister Miracle, Guy Gardner, Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, Nort, and many, many more. Justice League International, Blahaha Podcast. Coming March 2016 as part of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Want to make something of it? And we're back at the Mark's Mess Podcast. Okay, you've heard one of the podcast promos was Justice League International and Ball Ha Ha Podcast. And because of them, I went up to our loft and I got down my volumes of the Justice League International. So I'm now reading through those thanks to them. Anyway, have you been watching or reading anything that's quite geeky, Charlotte? Yes, I have. I've been watching the Justice League cartoons. And that's uh, Bruce Timbuns. Very good. What, what ones have you liked particularly? The one where they all turn into children again. Oh yes, and that comes from the Grant Morrison comic. No, it actually comes from a, a Young Justice Justice League crossover by Peter David. So Charlotte is also starting to read Young Justice. So in the third volume that I've got of that, they do that. It's good fun. Ooh. Who's your favourite character? The Flash. The Flash, why? Uh, he's funny. Mine you? is Wonder Woman and I don't even watch it. Yeah, which oh, is Oh yeah, you totally don't watch it. What have you been watching, Catherine, then? Teen Titans Go. The both of you actually watch that. It's not she, my she, type she, of every thing. Every time I want to watch it, she says no. Okay, maybe she says go. No, she's no. Teen Titans, No. Okay, what? who's your favourite character? I don't know who it is. It's either Starfire or Cyborg. Oh, right. Okay. That's interesting. And uh, what do you like about it? It's very funny. It is. It's not really sort of superhero stuff. It's it more com- it's comedy stuff, which is okay. It's just not my thing. What about you, Charlotte? Who do you like? Starfire. Yeah, that's good. Good, strong female alien. Anyway, continue on with our E. The second bit is Excalibur. Excalibur. Have you ever heard of Excalibur before? No. No. Excalibur was a sort of King Arthur. Any recollection there? No. I guarantee you you've heard somewhere along the line you've seen stories somewhere with these characters in it. So, all started with King Uther Pendragon. Uther. 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 He has a son called Arthur to his enemy's wife. What? I don't understand what you mean. Well, 
King King Uther. Yeah. Has a son. Yeah. To his enemy's wife. What do you mean two? Well, she, his enemy's wife, has his son. As the mother of the son. Anyway, he's called Arthur. The mother dies in childbirth. So Arthur is placed into adoption uh, with Hector and his son Kay by the wizard Merlin. Heard of Merlin? The wizard of all. No, was it Merlin? You've heard of Merlin. Where have you heard Merlin? I don't know. Just about the place. We're thinking okay. Scooby Doo once. Probably Scooby Doo. You might get more of it east from Scooby Doo. Anyway, <laughs> Uther Pendragon, the king, dies. So Britain suffers from having no king. So uh, Merlin puts a sword in a stone. That's inscribed whoever pulls a sword out of the stone is rightly born king of all England. Hit! Yay! Okay, it wasn't you. So lots of people tried to pull the sword from the uh, stone. Have you heard of that phrase, this pulling the sword from the stone? No. On Spongebob, then Spongebob done it. Yes, this is what I'm talking about. This is like a base story, a story that... Yeah, but it's oh, yeah, it's well. it's the same type of thing. Whoever pulls a spatula from the Krabby Patty. Yeah, anyway. from a rock. But yeah, but that, that's, that's what I'm talking about in these. Arthur, of course, is the only one to succeed in pulling the sword from the stone, and he becomes a king. Not only does he become a king, he becomes a very good king. And this is a time of sh- chivalry. Where knights were knights, maidens were maidens, and sheep were nervous. The time of chivalry, do you know what that is? Chivalry. The idea where men open doors for ladies. That's kind of... And put their coats over puddles for them. Yeah, it's chivalrous, where we, us men, try, try to be... Women's feet will still get wet. Yeah, I, I know it doesn't really work all the time. Why don't they just give them a piggyback? That would, that would be even more chivalrous. It's the idea that men go out of their way to be kind to women. Doesn't happen much nowadays, then. Ooh! Well, there's also the thing that you're very capable of looking after yourselves. You, you could say men should look after women, but that's a bit disrespectful to women, because women can look after themselves. Name me a job that a man can do that you wouldn't be able to do. A, a fireman! Well, they're called, fi- <coughs> they're called firefighters. I know, but if you're a fireman, a woman can't do that because they're a woman. But they're called firefighters. I know, but if you're but fireman... But there's no firemen. There's no firemen. It's firefighters. Huh. You can strive to be anything you want to be. Like an escalator. Like, uh... <laughs> anyway, right, back to the story. Arthur is the only one to see. During, you can't uh, be a king. What? You can't be a king. You can be a monarch. You mm. can't be a king, but... You can't be a pig. Ha! ha. Or can you? Can, can, that, that, a, it took you five minutes to get up that. B, there are very few monarchs in the world. What? What's a monarch? Like king or queen person who rules a, co- a country but how do you become know, one you can't be you have to be royal you have to be royal born blood you have to be born everybody's you have to born. be born in line <laughs> to the throne yeah right during a battle he breaks his sword and merlin takes him to the lady of the lake who gives him a new sword called excalibur the this sword's called excalibur your swords quite often have names in these type of stories and it's a magic sword it's also his sword of war oh yeah and he also has a sword of peace called Clarent. That's a very ordinary name. What what do you use a sword of peace for? To make peace. I don't know actually. To make pieces of do, pizza. Do, yeah, cutting the pizza, <laughs> paring the vegetables. Slicing Charlotte's head off. That's not, not peace. peace. That's war. <laughs> no. It'll be a very short war. Yeah, <laughs> just go like, 
Yeah, yeah, end of the war. <laughs> Arthur marries Guinevere. Who's Guinevere? His wife. Okay, she uh, for a wedding present gives him a table. Guess what wait, shape the cable, wait, table she is. She has to give him a wedding present. Quite often, yes, because what it's. Did you give her a wedding present, but. Yes. Uh, Why? What did you get her? A, a set of steak knives. What's the point of that? So, piece steak knives. <laughs> What's the point of what? Because you're just going to have them again. I got a wedding present from your mum. What oh. did you give her? What did I give her? I give her my kingdom. What did you give her? I've, I give her um, a necklace and earrings. Oh, yeah, what did she Oh, yeah, she gave you a watch. Yes, so I could watch the time slip away from my life. Well, the watch didn't last as long as the marriage did. It broke about five years ago. She gave him a table. What shape? What you <laughs> You're obsessed with my age. What what shape was the table? Everybody now, everybody at Spark now knows your age because of the badge. I don't. Just like, He's forty five. I don't. Yeah, because I look young. I moisturize. <laughs> anyway, what shape was this table? Triangular. No, it was round. The Knights of the Round Table. It was where his knights would sit. And do you know why it was round? Why? I'll have a guess. Because you could fit more people around it and then nobody would get poked by the corners and then it wouldn't be war, it would be peace. Because, <laughs> um... If you mention the pizza, I'll be upset. I will be oh, upset. Then you can fit the pizza right in the oh, middle. And then you can roll the pizza out on it, and then it'll be the perfect circle. If you went to tea with the queen, where would she sit at the table? Probably the, the very far the end. The top of the table. What does a round table not have? Top or a bottom. Well, it does have a top and the bottom. No, but you know, there's no there's no head of the table, which is what we And everybody is equal on the table, right? So all the knights and the king were all equal in uh, Camelot, which was his castle. What is that called? Camelot. Do you want to hear some of the names of the knights around the table? Yes. yes. Okay, there was Sir Lancelot. Sir Lancelot. I've heard that name before. So good, good. Right. More about him later. Sir Tristan. No. Is this Tristan? Sir Gawain. Sure. Sir. Sir Gawain. Sir Percival. Sir Paul. Does somebody... Does one of the superheroes not have a last name of Gwen? Could well be. It sounds familiar, but okay. Yeah, so does me, cause oh, oh, that her. wouldn't be the the shine the knight who's in Justice League International. Oh. No, Justice League Unlimited. I don't know. Maybe we'll get to that someday. There's Sir Kay, Sir Galahad, Galahad. Sir, Kay. Sir Mordred, Sir Bors, Sir Sir Gareth, <laughs> which I think is quite plain. Let's like. like one seat was empty on the table, and that was the Siege Perilous for the knight who would win the quest for the Holy Grail. Any idea what the Holy Grail is? Nope, I've heard of it now. Grain. Grail, not grain. A cup. It is a cup. It's meant to be the cup that Jesus used in the Last Supper, and the cup that held his blood when he was on the cross. It, 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 I mean, it's not Why on the... Why did they put blood in a cup? I don't know. What did they do with it then? Well, well, there probably wasn't a, a cup. It's just a myth. There's nothing biblical about it. Arthur's kingdom started to fall apart when they went on the quest for the Holy Grail. And first of all, his favourite knight and his best mate, Sir Lancelot, he ran off with uh, Guinevere. His wife? His wife. That's right. So that was. that. you know? Because I mentioned it earlier, I listen. she paid attention to her yeah. father. Oh, I 
Okay, and Arthur went to combat with the traitor Sir Mordred, who's fighting. Uh, Sir Mordred's mother was Morgan Le Fay. You watched one of them where, one of the Justice League where they went back in time and they had a a wizardess who was doing magic stuff, Morgan Le Fay. And she's also in uh, Marvel Comics as a villain as well. Anyway, King Arthur was... How could that be? Because you're not allowed to take other companies' superheroes with that. But this isn't from, they didn't make the character. The character has been there in uh, these stories. These stories are very old, you know, over a thousand years old. Whoa. Are they true? That's that's an interesting question because uh, some people think they're based on fact. Some people think that maybe Arthur was a Roman in the last days of the Roman Empire in Britain. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe that was him. And in fact, there's been one or two movies like that. So I, I don't quite know how much would be true and how much is just made up. And that's the thing about legends. Quite often legends, there's some part of truth in there. Anyway, Arthur has been mort- mortally wounded. He's going to die. So he sends one of his knights to throw... Uh, what does mortally mean? He's going to die. A mortal wound is a wound that will kill you. Uh, Arthur is, is about to die. He Wait, se- what's immortal? Immortal. No, mortal. Us, people who will die eventually. Uh, Immortal is somebody who won't die. Uh, like Doctor Who. Well, Doctor Who will die eventually. What? How? By going... <laughs> I don't know. Hey, can we get back to the story here? No. Arthur is going to die. He sends one of his uh, knights to throw Excalibur. What's Excalibur? The war sword. The war sword. Oh. Into the lake where the Lady of the Lake is. The right? The, the, the knight... It's the Lady of the Lake. Well, I don't know, some magical creature. Yeah. So the knight goes, oh, this is quite a good sword. I'll just tell him I threw it in. But of course, Arthur knew he lied because when he said, what happened? And the guy said, oh, just what sunk to the bottom. Oh, you didn't throw it in. Oh, okay. So he eventually threw it in. And as he threw the sword into the lake, a hand reached out of the lake to grab the sword. Who says girls can't catch? Shocked face. And there's a legend that says, in England's greatest need, King Arthur will come again. Which is total rubbish, because we went through all the Britex uh, voting and he didn't turn up once. And we went through World War One and World War Two. Yep, and he didn't turn up at all. That is the sort of legend of King Arthur and Excalibur. That, to me, would be a base story. I mean, you've already mentioned that you saw some of it in uh, Spongebob. But you'll see it throughout the place. Knights of the Round Table, chivalry. The idea of a whole lot of knights doing something good, the the search for the Holy Grail, a magical sword. No. You've never heard of a magical sword? Not even a magical singing sword? We have to watch The Three Amigos. The what? What? The Three Amigos. Is that a cartoon? No, but it's quite quite cartoon-like. They have to seek a magical sword to tell them where to go to. That's a magical singing sword. So they come to it, and, it's go- and the sword is singing, She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. So they're carrying it through the desert. And all the all you hear is, She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. <laughs> uh, so watch out for that in various ways. There have been several programs and movies that have been uh, about King Arthur. I remember when I was your age, it was Mr. Merlin. What age? Or her Wait, age. Just her age. age. There used to be a Wait, weird what? TV program on CBBC. Something to do with Merlin. Yes, that was the latest BBC one to be done. Uh, it was actually a guy from Armagh. 
where I, I come from, Arma, who played Merlin. Uh, and there have been movies. I didn't know him. He's too much too young for me to know. I probably left when he was like five. And it's it's in cartoons. Not in Merlin. Quite often, actors change their accent. I think that's what Uncle John was talking about. The accent. What accent? What accent? Hey, I've got a ball of money accent. Hey. Also, characters like Merlin, and we see Merlin type things. Gandalf. Merlin, all these great wizards, and they sort of look the same to all of us. If you think about Star Wars, the original movie, it was about a farm boy who discovers a magic sword and goes on a quest with a, a wizard. You, we, you see this as a base story, and you'll see various parts of this story as you watch other stories, and you'll hear about it. Okay, if anybody out there has got any of their favourite Arthurian legends, please... Arthurian? That's what you call this? Arthurian. Arthurian. Unicorn. Did I mention unicorns once? Yes. No, I did not. You you just said? Anyway, if you'd like to tell us your favourite Arthurian legend and Arthurian uh, TV show or book or whatever, you can get in contact with us by email at mymarksmess at gmail.com or on Twitter at marksmess podcast without the take because it's still in Spain, yeah? Or on the webpage, marksmesspodcast.blogspot.com or the Facebook page. Mark's Mess Podcast. Uh, thanks to Josh Woodward of joshwoodward.com for the title music. Say <laughs> goodbye, girls. Goodbye, goodbye, girls. And thank you for listening to Mark's Mess Podcast. Goodbye.